0: I used to be an attorney. One of the last cases, I was trying to help this lady get custody of her kids from her ex-husband, and after we met, she said, I like you so much better than my last attorney. He just wanted my money, that Jew. (laughs) I'm Jewish. I didn't say it out loud, though, because I really wanted her money. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Legally Crazy, The Reboot. Woohoo! I'm your host, Dean Masello, along with my life partner and co-host...
1: Michelle Sheets.
0: Dr. Michelle Sheets.
1: Dr. Michelle Sheets.
0: Don't sell yourself short, Michelle.
1: Okay, I won't. Dr. Michelle Sheets.
0: So, Michelle, I'm really glad to have you back in the studio.
1: It feels good to be back.
0: You know, I tried to venture uh, on my own as woke dad because (laughs) (laughs) the real reason was that you didn't have the energy to do a, a weekly podcast and you still don't
1: who's the talent here
0: but the audience has spoken no one wants to hear a dad no matter how woke he is mansplain without his wife to really explain the world at large Plus, you're so funny. I know. Uh, But anyways, enough about that. Uh, We still have two twin daughters. Can
1: you believe that? We still have them. We still have them. We haven't killed them yet. Penny and Clummy
0: are 18 months, uh, going on 19 months. And I feel like we had one of the best weeks of parenting uh, since they were born for us. Not
1: This past week?
0: Yeah, this past week I feel like was a banner week. Well, because the girls are finally on an afternoon sleep ah, schedule. Ah,
1: yes. This, the afternoon nap. Yeah, so... It's finally taken hold.
0: You know, we we kind of just go with the flow. If you've been following the podcast, we, we really are just trying to keep them alive. That's our parenting philosophy. Right. We don't have any sort of specific philosophy of parenting except
1: attachment parenting old school old-timey parenting
0: but so like i've been home with the girls now for over 16 months and so if anyone was going to set like an afternoon nap schedule it would be me and what and i've talked to other parents about this ultimately you're dealing with an individual You're dealing with two different babies two different personalities and for a long time uh you know early on we try i tried to get them on a uniform sleep schedule i tried to get them to sleep together but uh our little our little daughter penny just refused to nap during the day now on the other hand for over a year from like three months to you know at least 13 14 months she slept through the night Right. So it was hard to complain about her lack of napping because she slept through the night. Like very few parents, whether you have one or two babies, have a baby that consistently sleeps through the night.
1: Yeah, I think Clementine represents more of the norm, where she would, she's been taking like two naps a day. Now she's, I guess, taking one, but she was more of a typical baby, I think, that way. And she would, she doesn't wake up all the time. Well, this past week, I feel like she's woken up a lot in the middle of the night. But
0: she has, even though they are now on a uniform sleep schedule, it hasn't changed the fact that she sleeps during the night. I think some parents believe that, oh, if you get them on a uniform schedule, then it's going to follow through and meaning that they're going to have, they're going to sleep better throughout the night.
1: So, yes. However, I just want to interject here. I think you and I have that in our mind because there's a defensiveness when it comes to parenting where all of us when we hear another parent say something like oh your your baby doesn't nap oh my gosh I don't know how we would do it if little Johnny didn't nap twice a day for his schedule you know his scheduled sleep pattern and I think there's a knee-jerk reaction for new parents which I guess we're still considered new parents to uh, defend you. ourselves. It's like we want to make sure we're doing the right thing because no one knows. There's, uh, even though there is research t- for parenting and child rearing, there's still not a lot of really clear, uh, definitive statements or conclusions i guess would be the right word
0: by the way uh we can go back to the sleep schedules but another observation i made this week because we were home for the holidays and a number of people were asking if the girls are right-handed or left-handed
1: so i didn't hear any of that
0: and i actually don't know when handedness becomes stable i don't either i would guess I haven't looked this up either. I would guess that 18 months is not the time that it becomes stable.
1: It seems early, yeah.
0: But I did observe this week, and it it was pretty consistent. Penny used her left hand to eat, and Clementine was primarily, or was using her right hand to eat, and I'm left-handed, and Penny's left-handed. Clementine is right-handed, and you're Mm right-handed. And this goes with my unsubstantiated theory that uh, because we've also observed that Penny looks exactly like I did as a baby. Clementine looks a lot like you did as a baby. Mm-hmm. Maybe exactly. Yeah. And then their personalities also seem to be somewhat in line. Yeah. And now their even handedness seems, they seem like little copies. And so I had asked you if if, if there's any, to your knowledge, is there any connection between physical essentially genetics and cognitive so if if penny looks like me and there's not no right now though it seems
1: i know there's not but it does seem that way but i think that's more of like a just a bias like i guess you could call it hindsight bias even though it's like we're still it's like a selective thing we're looking at we're looking at the girls through a filter where it's when we see something that confirms what we believe like ah right we're remembering that and we're pointing that out but if it's not confirming what we believe like if penelope is using her right hand at times we might be filtering that out because we as humans we want there to be a coherent narrative that always feels really good right. emotionally for whatever reason
0: so michelle yes um dean There's a particular issue that really uh, irked me this week outside of, uh, that has nothing to do with the babies.
1: Okay. What is it, Dean? So
0: I'm from Ohio, and Ohio is known as the swing state in presidential elections, which means it could go either way, Democrat or Republican. Mm -hmm. Right now they have a Republican governor, John Kasich, Kasich. who during the presidential uh, primaries kind of won the hearts and minds of a lot of Americans because he seemed to be reasonable and moderate uh, compared to most of the uh, Republican candidates.
1: Well, and the Democratic candidates, because people think a woman president, even if her views are not that radical, that in itself is too radical. There's that. And then Bernie Sanders was too liberal, for many people who might be more moderate, like people who might vote
0: independence, for, you're yeah. saying would or go for John Kasich I over think
1: even Republicans who were just more moderate might still go might have gone Democrat this election because there were so many terrible choices. But the more reasonable person, like the person who spoke more moderately, I guess that's the way to say it, right. was Hillary Clinton. But people couldn't get past the fact that she's a woman who was powerful.
0: Okay. We're not here to talk about your feminist uh, bullshit. (laughs) You apologize. Just like a brainwashed woman caught in the matrix of the patriarchy. Yeah. But um, John Kasich... Uh, although maybe considered a moderate in, the, in, the, in this day and age when it seems like the Republican Party has been hijacked by the Tea Party and yeah. the religious right and just so many people who are just far right. Yeah, really loony. Um, stuff. He doesn't really have a lot of charisma, which is important, I think, at a presidential level. Yeah. At the state level, not as much. But, you know, Barack Obama. Uh,
1: yeah, he's a unique person that way.
0: Yeah, whether or not you agree with his politics, I mean, he just, uh, his charisma was undeniable. Yeah. And so John Kasich, though, awesome. for a while, um, was kind of looked very favorably by the national media and even people who consider themselves Democrats or whatever. But what really uh, is grinding my goose right now...
1: What's grinding <laughs> your gears? ...is
0: that... Uh, John Kasich signed a bill into law um, within the past week. So the law is written, and I'll just read it now, though. says that um, it prohibits doctors from performing an abortion if they have knowledge that the woman's decision was influenced by her belief that the fetus has Down syndrome. So that's essentially the law as written.
1: It's so silly.
0: And it's silly. How's the
1: doctor going to know that?
0: Is, yeah, so just at a, at a practical level, yeah, how is the law going to be enforced? It, it Essentially, A, either requires the doctor to read the pregnant mother's thoughts, which the law seems to be impractical to enforce because it requires the doctor performing the abortion to be able to read the pregnant mother's mind. Otherwise, no pregnant mother is going to admit that She's doing it because she found out that she has a baby who might have the extra chromosome. As
1: long as she knows about the law.
0: As long as she knows about the law. And so, either a, if the woman is being dishonest, you're you're interfering with the doctor-client relationship, and it's going to encourage women to just withhold information from the doctor. Of course, one hundred percent. Which is always bad. If you're going to be honest with anyone, it, it should be your doctor. And if she's being dishonest, or if she's omitting, then again, it's, require, it's asking the doctor to read her mind. But it also is undeniably unconstitutional um, and violates the uh, right to, the woman's right uh, of choice to have an abortion up to the point of viability, which was the first established in Roe v. Wade and has been refined since then
1: which is what, 24 weeks? I think New York, it's 24 weeks. Or I recall my OB telling me when we reached that point, congratulations, you've reached the stage of viability as a way to like encourage me, just keep with it, you're almost (laughs) there. (laughs) Um, But I, I feel like it was 24 weeks
0: right and and so
1: medically that's what they think it doesn't have to do with the law of my
0: obesity. right uh one concern of those who are pro-choice is that because of the advance of science that the point of viability keeps being moved up
1: but what i gather is that even 24 weeks very few babies like the percentage of the baby surviving is still fairly low like, it's not a good... Or the baby survives, but is in the NICU for three months. Um, right. Like, it's not good. It's not like, oh, you could totally have the baby then. That d- That's not my understanding of what viability is. Right.
0: And so that, like I said, we could talk about that for, you know, hours. Um, but it, I want to kind of focus on this law that prevents women from having abortions if they are having the abortion because... The fetus might have Down okay. syndrome. Yeah. Um. Just for this podcast. Okay. And there are two other states that have tried or that have enacted this law: Indiana and North Dakota. Okay. Uh, Indiana's was actually struck down as unconstitutional before it even went into effect. Okay. Ohio's doesn't go into effect for 90 days, okay. and I think the same thing is going to happen. The ACLU. Uh, on behalf of Planned Parenthood, uh, issued uh, sought an injunction in Indiana, and it was granted. Mm -hmm. So the law never even went into effect in Indiana, and I think the same thing is going to happen here. Um, But, yeah, so I actually don't know. I do know that in reading this, North Carolina's law is still in effect. It has not been struck down because it, it hasn't been challenged. There's only one abortion clinic in all of North Dakota, And it just hasn't been... The law has not been challenged.
1: I see. Okay.
0: There's a good chance that a a woman seeking an abortion who lives in North Dakota might go to a different state.
1: But that would be a forever drive, depending on what you are. It's a big state.
0: So I read one defense of Kasich, and I I don't see it as a legitimate defense, but uh, there are a lot of pundits who are saying, Kasich actually doesn't have a personal stake in this. And he actually knows that it's likely going to be struck down because it is unconstitutional. That all he's doing is playing politics because the Ohio legislature is controlled by right wing zealots. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to work with them, he has to pick his battles and this is him throwing them a bone, even though he probably knows that it's going to be struck down before it actually goes into effect.
1: Right.
0: So but I would I would say though, like so you're saying that he's willing to play politics with women's lives. Yeah, and I feel like I that's don't, that's not a defense.
1: But that is the story for as long as history has been history. Like <laughs> women's lives are not viewed as on par with men's so it's fine to do that. Like that's, it's
0: not even an afterthought. Right. You have some states that ban any form of abortion after 20 weeks, even if it's rape, incest, or to save the mother's life.
1: Would some states have that? Yeah. What states?
0: Well, this law in particular, I mean, there are a lot of states, but even this law itself, there's no exception uh, under I the this Down syndrome law to, to protect uh, the mother.
1: OBGYN or any midwife or whoever who is caring for the pregnant woman, I feel like that law is probably broken
0: all the a time, lot. right? Because well, if you're a doctor, you have a, a duty to what, save. Like, what what's their the, the oath that they take? No, no harm, Hippocratic oath. Yeah, and their patient is not the fetus; their patient is the mom.
1: Yeah, and I would, if I was an OB, I definitely would. I mean, obviously, I'm a liberal person, so maybe it's easier for me to say that, but I would definitely choose to save my patient's life and kill a fetus, and I say that deliberately in those words, no, and as a, a person, as a woman who has babies and went through the whole thing, and they were little fetuses, and Cause it's just a thing I hear so much. Oh, you're you're gonna be pro-choice until you um, get pregnant and have a baby, then you'll be pro-life. No. <laughs> right. No. It, it's a, a cluster of cells.
0: Yeah. So I.
1: I know that's a, that's far beyond the scope of this. So.
0: No. No. Well, it's it's actually I I did want to talk about it a little bit because I feel like a lot of conservatives feel like. Liberals hide behind the idea of choice, that because there's there's an argument that people like to make, try to make that when does life to begin? I don't think that argument can be resolved.
1: Wait, no one knows.
0: And so I, as a liberal, like to actually take a firm stance and say, sure. It's a a form of life. Yeah, it is. Whether or not it's a parasite or something between a parasite and independent life, sure, it's a form of life. But under the law in America, uh, we we recognize that sometimes when murder, if you want to call it murder, and I'll even own that word, murder occurs, Mm -hmm. that not all people who commit murder uh, either are responsible or should be held responsible. And so the easiest... Uh, so there are two exceptions to murder. There's...
1: Okay. Uh, That's there interesting. You were taking that in a direction I didn't think. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this because I like to own this because I feel like it gives conservatives less fuel. ammo, less mm-hmm. fuel to attack. So I say, sure, it's a life, but...
1: It is... Yeah, It's of course, it's a form of life.
0: So I- if you end up... say Say you murder someone in America, you have two possible... We'll say defenses. One, you, you either have uh, a justification or an excuse.
1: By the way, if I ever murder someone, there's always going to be justification.
0: <laughs> so so here, uh, I, I'm not going to like give a dissertation here, but justification and excuse are different defenses uh, in murder cases. Um, also other cases, but we're talking about murder right here. And both of those defenses admit that the defendant committed the act. So they both committed yes. the murder. And uh, we say that an act is justified if the conduct is actually thought to be desirable or we think we deem it to be right under the circumstances. And right. the classic example is self defense. Uh-huh. So if someone tries to murder me and I did nothing to provoke them, I have the right to defend my life. And if they are attacking me with deadly force, I have the right to defend mm-hmm. with deadly force. Um, and the classic example of an excuse is insanity. Mm-hmm. So if I, of course. God forbid, were to murder you <laughs> and I was...
1: That's okay. I,
0: I, I, I My mind... Ha- I'm trying to be provocative for our fans here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but let's say under the circumstances, I was having some sort of delusion where... I thought you were a lion who was attacking me. Okay. And so I was having this hallucination where this lion was attacking me, where we were just even having a conversation. And I strangled you thinking you were a lion attacking me. But insanity uh, can work in a couple different ways. But one is if, if I'm unable to appreciate essentially reality. Right. Now, I still murdered you. Right. And I still shouldn't be allowed to to exist in society because I'm a threat. Right. But we deem that people who are suffering from legal insanity don't deserve punishment. And so I would probably be sent to a hospital to see if I can be rehabilitated. Yeah. And if I can't be, then I'll be in the hospital for the rest of my life. If I can be, then I'll be released. And so to me, I say, sure, a fetus is a life, but it's the life dependent on a woman it's a parasitic life. It's a par- it, 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 yeah, and some people might disagree with that, but it, it's a, a form yeah, of it life. It is
1: a parasitic life. They they suck the nutrients out of the mom. That's why moms need to go on prenatal vitamins, and moms will pass out, or a pregnant woman right. will pass out. Yes. It's
0: and sometimes it gets to the point where that the, the fetus is, uh, for some reason, a threat to the mother's oh, life. And if you don't get rid times. of the fetus...
1: With modern medicine, it's much better, but
0: yeah. And so I say, sure, it's a life. I'm not going to try to argue that. But women have the right to decide what happens to their bodies. Yes. And if you are uh, the easy case, which even most conservatives, but not all, agree on, is if you're a th- if, if the fetus is a threat to the mother's health or life. Yeah, yeah. But even beyond that, especially, and I've talked about this in the past, observing pregnancy and i know yours is a twin pregnancy but what mothers go through <laughs> during oh, that period so
1: hard, and i feel it's been minimized
0: is hell and you threw up every day of the pregnancy and if you we, we wanted to have babies but if we didn't want to have that as a man who's not experiencing that to think that i can tell you that you have to suffer for nine months but to go back to the point i was making about um, justifications and excuses. I'll, I'll quickly go through this to, so people don't have to Google it. If, if conduct is said to be justified, again, it means that we deem it to be right or at least desirable. Or, you know, Whereas if, if conduct is excused, we're saying that it's undesirable but that for different reasons, the person who committed the murder should not be held responsible for it. And again, one is insanity. Another common, or at least more well-known excuse is duress. So if you rob a bank, but you rob a bank because I said I would murder you if you don't rob the bank or I'll murder your kids. On
1: that Black Mirror episode we just watched.
0: Uh, Oh, spoiler alert, (laughs) Michelle. (laughs) Come on. Uh, We're not going to spoil anything. Don't worry. But yeah, so duress means uh, the act that you did is not desirable, but it's excused. You shouldn't be held responsible because you shouldn't have to make the choice between your life and robbing a bank. Um, Another uh, justification in addition to self-defense is the crime of necessity, which I think is fun. I thought it was fun in law school. So say there was some sort of um, wildfire. So say you live in California, there's a wildfire. Your car breaks down, you're trying to get home, the fire is spreading and catching up to you, and you find a home, and you break into that home to for your own safety? Yes. It's a defense to the crime of burglary or breaking and entering to say that in order to save your life, you come into this. So we will say that your behavior was justified... <laughs> Michelle is currently rubbing her mic against our cat Oscar. He loves it I am really holding her attention as a i hopefully am holding your attention uh you the audience, and so I would say that sure, if we say a fetus is a life, but it is a life dependent on a living a, breathing mother, host. a human host who like is a parasite who is making all sorts of sacrifices in order to keep that baby alive. And if you're not wanting to have that baby, um, I would say the act of terminating the life of that fetus or parasite is justified or it's excused. It could be either or.
1: And I was talking to some... Were you there, Dean? I don't know. Someone recently who was like, I would be so pissed if I was born today and I had... Uh, mental retardation of some sort, like a Down syndrome, something that could have been prevented in utero with an abortion. Like, who, like, no one would really want that. Like, we can make really great lives. Things can be great in the face of adversity. But no one would want that. And if you know that your kid is going to have that, right? just stop it. Stop it now. Yeah,
0: no one would choose to be born. No. And like, if you, if, if if there was some way to, to look at it in hindsight, no one would choose to live a life. Because I feel like uh, all of mental us mental retardation.
1: All of us still blame our parents for so much shit. Like, you didn't go to this dance. You looked at me in a mean way. You were abusive to me. You molested me. Whatever. Blame, blame, blame. Well, this would be a big blamer. Like, at least my parents had me knowing that I was, like, a healthy fetus. If they welcomed me into this world knowing I was going to be a kid with with a ton of difficulties, I would have said abort.
0: Well, and then on top of that, and this is well known, you know, every comedian and pundit has talked about this for the last 40 years, is that conservatives whether or not they're inspired by the bo- the, the, the scripture, the Holy Lord uh, are all about the life of the unborn fetus. But the second Praise that Jesus. fetus is born, they don't give a shit about the sanctity of life. they uh, they will the offer leeches no off help the
1: government. Right. right. Those little one month old infants. They're you're a fucking leech. You're, you're hobbling our great right. United States of America.
0: And I maintain that it's all about controlling women and has nothing to oh, do with the unborn fetus it does and they
1: don't care about the unborn fetus it's so clear when they're not going right. to support that that unborn fetus then have medical care right
0: and i'm not going to let our our girls well, even if i they weren't mine cuz i hate when people say like say You know, there's a a girl who's raped and they're like, well, what if that was your daughter? Well, even if it's, I don't have kids.
1: You have a mom. You have a sister. Or even if I have none of those. It's like, I have,
0: there's a person who has autonomy to decide what happens to her body. And no one else, whether it's the government or a person, has any right to tell you what to do with your body. Mm -hmm. And so, and I won't let this happen as long as I'm alive. And uh, so I want to end this discussion, Michelle, with uh, what I think is a, criti- a criticism of the new anti-abortion law that I don't think has been addressed by mainstream media. Okay. it's maybe a little bit out there. Some people might see it as a little bit out there.
1: Then I really want to hear it.
0: Um, but I think this anti-abortion law, I- in again, it, it prevents it aims to prevent aborting uh, an unborn child if the mother knows that. It either has or there's a a high High probability probability that it has Down syndrome.
1: And it's only about Down syndrome. It's not about like fragile X or all these other things, trisomy, whatever. I don't even know what it's called. There's a lot of things that could cause a low uh, IQ.
0: And so I think that this new law conflicts with the universal ban against incest.
1: Yes, this is a And take that argument. in for
0: a little bit. So Down syndrome is currently the most common known cause of mental retardation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, there are other causes, like you said, Fragile X, Fetal Alcohol Syndrome. Yeah, that's
1: probably the second one, right? Fetal I Alcohol. I think
0: so. And I, my thought is, if we're heading in this direction as a society, why should we keep laws against incest? Exactly. It's like, well, because why do we have laws against incest? And you might say, well, because it's gross. But, why is it gross? Most species of animal uh, um, from cockroaches to chimpanzees have actually mechanisms that have evolved to prevent incest. And and we know that the problem with having sex with close relatives, especially we're talking about uh, nuclear family, whether it's Um, siblings or parent child is that there is an astonishingly high chance that your offspring will be born with a serious birth defect and or mental retardation
1: if they even survive
0: if they survive yeah. yeah so the real reason we have a law against incest is because it's a utilitarian law because society benefits by not allowing incest because incest is very likely to lead to mental retardation so we have this law that is essentially against producing (laughs) mentally Uh retarded children it's like well why then do we have this law because again the only reason to have this if you have two consenting adults say you have a brother and sister and we're we're fans of the show game of thrones Mm -hmm. on game of thrones you have uh, uh a queen uh cersei cersei lannister and her brother, Jamie Lannister, who uh, are attracted to each other and- they have a lot of sex on They them. have a lot of sex. But the two actors playing them are just very attractive. Right, it's
1: not like watching the movie Gummo, where you look at a community of people who are in the movie, obviously, the betrayal is that everyone in this town is really unattractive. And it's insinuated that it's somehow due to incest
0: Right, they're inbred
1: yeah and that is i think what all of us think of when we think of inbred right. it's because that's the reality ugly, ugly, ugly. that's and, the, and reality. That is the reality and
0: that's why we think it's gross and i maintain that while watching game of thrones we're looking at these two incredibly attractive people jamie and cersei lannister and we're not immediately revolted because they're attractive if they were unattractive people in what reality like what in you know what inbreeding leads to we probably wouldn't even watch the show and likewise if incest led to just the perfect human specimens we wouldn't be revolted we wouldn't have the law the only reason the law of incest exists at its base is to prevent mental retardation and defects and this new anti-abortion law in Ohio actually is more likely to produce a child with genetic abnormalities or deficiencies.
1: Yes, it's saying we're going to force you to have the baby even though the baby is mentally retarded. I almost think there's also something there where it's like minimizing the problem of uh, incest and rape. So oftentimes if you think about like little well, girls who are raped by a family member, it's going to tell those girls, so if you decide to abort, I think it's a step closer to victimizing the victim of incest. And who you mean
0: shaming the victim?
1: Victimizing, I think. But, yeah, shaming is another word for it. Re-victimizing. Re-victimizing. The victim. Sorry, re would be the word. Saying, yeah, this terrible thing happened to you, but yet you can't abort the baby because it's bad. You're a bad person for even thinking that. It's murder it gets a step more in that direction or backward in that direction. That was just one other thought I had now. Yeah. Closing argument.
0: Again, the law is clearly 100% unconstitutional. It's going to be struck down. And it's just pathetic that Kasich, who knows this, did it just because he's playing politics with his legislator. Um, so he's playing with women's lives. And that's, I think, where I'm going to leave it. And Michelle, thanks for sitting in with me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Thanks, everyone.